Bom dia, boa tarde. Welcome to another short news flash podcast from PortugueseSoccer.com. My name is John Neves, recording this podcast on the evening of Friday, June the 19th. I want to start off again by congratulating again the Portuguese Football Federation, the Liga Noz, the clubs, the players, the staff, the Portuguese government, because the Liga Noz is back and we've managed to play three weeks, three rounds without much issues. And when you think about where we were about two months ago, when we had no idea if we would even be able to come back, when we think about a month ago when we found the schedule and the health protocols came out, and if you remember early on, a number of teams when they started testing their players and staff, there were positive cases. There were a lot of question marks early. There was even talk of only four, five, six stadiums hosting these resuming matches. And of course, things have changed. Um, a lot less people, only a few of late have tested positive. Uh, as many as 15 to 16 different stadiums now are hosting these resuming matches, which means most of the teams are playing in their own stadiums. And uh, with it, we have managed to, with some terrific cooperation, to have week 25, 26, and 27 finished and I think that's a big congratulations to everybody. When you look around the world it has to how long a lot of teams, Bundesliga aside, uh, in terms of everybody else, took to get back going. La Liga only started last week. Um, of course, the Premier League only started a few days ago. For Portugal to be one of the few leagues to start early, um, I think is a lot of credit. And it, obviously everything they're doing is they're working. So congratulations to them. And the good news and all the efforts that are being put in with Portugal, obviously COVID is uh, doing a lot better. Portugal really doing a strong battle up north, which if you remember about two months ago or even a month ago was having a lot of problems. Uh, the other day in Porto, uh, they basically decided to uh, take down a field hospital because Porto hasn't had cases in a number of days and they've just been doing so well for the most part. There's still some issues in the outskirts of Lisbon based on reports, but overall Portugal's doing well. And as a result, UEFA on Wednesday, we kind of knew about this for a few weeks, so it's kind of old news. The final eight of the Champions League is coming to Portugal. It will be played in Lisbon, Stadio de Luz, and of course Alvalade. And obviously this news was well-received in Portugal. A lot of the news and sports stations broke into programming to wait for the announcement and talk about it. Uh, the Pres Portugal Prime Minister, Antonio Costa, very happy about how it shows that Portugal has done very well in this battle. The fact that they would get these type of teams to come to Portugal to finish the Champions League. The president, Marcelo, was very happy as well. The Liga, uh, the Federation president of Portugal, also very complimentary. Um, a lot of compliments to the Portuguese Federation for helping with the idea and to get it going. And overall, the Liga Nós is back. The Champions League is coming to Portugal. So it's really, really been a very good few days. Uh, we also discovered that if there are any issues with some of the remaining leftover matches of the Champions League, those could be moved to Portugal, specifically up north in Guimarães and in Porto Dragão. So we'll wait and see if that, in fact, does happen. Um, the only downside to this is that the Super Cup, which was supposed to be in Porto Dragão, has been moved to Budapest, Hungary. But Portugal has been told 
uh, that they will probably be getting most likely a final, a major European final sometime before 2026. So if you think about it, it's better to host a major European final instead of hosting the Super Cup. So in a lot of ways, Portugal makes out a little bit better um, with that. So a very, very good week. Uh, on the international level, a very good week with the Liga Nage. And when we talk about the Liga Nage, the question is, is does Benfica and Porto want to win the league? So far, the results overall have been, uh, they haven't really been so good, pretty lackluster. Porto went to Avs last place and suffered a 0-0 draw. Porto has 50 more points than Avs, but Avs obviously did a tremendous performance to pull out the draw. Uh, Benfica overall this year, although they did manage to pull out the win late against Rio Ave, um, they have not overall had great results. And the joke, of course, being is that nobody uh, seems to want to win the Liga Norge. And, you know, I have to say that overall, the Liga Norge this year, in my opinion, overall, this has not been one of the stronger leagues. Um, we might have two teams battle for the championship, and we might have third through sixth and seventh place battling for the three Europa spots. But overall, in terms of results, um, this really hasn't been a very good year for Portugal. I don't think this is one of the stronger Porto teams, certainly not since uh, Sergio Conceição's first season at Porto. Uh, Benfica had a fantastic first six months with Bruno Lage, but overall, I think a lot of Benfica fans would agree they're not playing overall very well right now. Uh, even though they beat Rio Ave, um, the good news was that they ended a streak of five straight draws. So overall, this is um, a Liga Norge this year that I don't think is very good. And I said this in a past podcast, that I think one of the reasons why the Liga Norge is not as strong as it used to be is because when we had the third-party system in Portugal, there was a lot of money with the teams investing in players. You look at the quality of the players. Remember, we had a Europa final with Porto Braga. Benfica went to back-to-back Europa finals. And in a lot of years, some of the big Portuguese teams always made it to the quarterfinal of one of these major competitions, Europa or Champions League. And these days, it just seems like it's harder. It's harder for Portuguese teams to reach that level and I think part of that reason is because we just, I just don't think the players being signed are as good as they were six, seven, eight years ago overall. Um, and that's just an opinion I have. And again, that's just my opinion. And to kind of further talk about the league is, you know, here you have Porto and Benfica, obviously the two best teams in the league, but not playing very well. They have each a 15 point lead over third place sporting, 15 points. And they're not playing that great overall. And that also tells you how bad sporting was a few months ago. Because had sporting gone into the COVID stoppage, let's say they were down six to nine points. And now since resuming, they've been one of the best teams in the league. They've got basically uh, two wins and a draw seven points. They might have gotten back into the race, if you think about it. Um, You know, they could have had maybe some hope, but... That just tells you how bad they were in the fall. Of course, Braga struggled toward the end with Ricardo Sapinto. And although they kind of got rejuvenated with Ruben Amarin, he, of course, of course, as we all know, left to sporting. Um, but when you think about the league and the fact that Porto Benfica have a 15-point lead over sporting, um, it's, it's a pretty big gap right there. And then Porto and Benfica each have a 50-point lead over Arch, the last place team, which appears headed for relegation. So um, the league of this year may be exciting in the fact that the top six teams are battling for something. 
But I think overall, we know that there's just been a lot more disappointment than excitement um, this far this year. But we do have three weeks in the books, three rounds in the books. We have seven matches to go, or as they say in Portugal, seven finals to go. And of course, we also have the Cup, the Taça de Portugal, which will be taking place. The Federation has said that. All that's left is to decide the location and the exact time of the match. But the bottom line is, is it's back, and I think we need to enjoy it. It, of course, is not without its controversies. Um, after Rio Ave lost, Carlos Carvajal, the manager of Rio Ave, and uh, a manager that has managed all over Portugal. I remember him when he managed Les Choins many years ago out of the second division. They played in what was known at the time the UEFA Cup, a second division Portuguese team. Um, and that was because they got that through the uh, Taça de Portugal birth. Um, that's when he made his name. He, of course, was a very recognized player in his day. Um, he's, tur- he's managed in Turkey. And, of course, he had some time in England. Um, really, really enjoyed England. And then I was a bit surprised last summer that he came back to Portugal with Riwab, which mid-major, mid-table team, but a pretty good team, you know, pretty good club at that. Um, but he said after the match he was very disappointed in the result. He called it a typical Portuguese match, almost alluding to, you know, a little bit of something smells out there. Um, But he obviously has always had an opinion. If you remember in the League Cup back in December, um, they missed out on going to the Final Four. And at that point, he was so disgusted with the refereeing and the system that he threatened to quit. He was even rumored at one point being getting interest from Brazilian clubs, but he wound up coming back to Rio Ave and he stayed. And I think if you're in Vila do Cunha, you got to be very happy because he's got them in the battle for Europa spot. But obviously, he's also a person that's very recognized in Portugal, and he did make some remarks that people tend to make at times in Portugal about how sometimes things don't seem right. Um, but nevertheless, um, that was a bit of a controversy this week. Another controversy I want to talk about is the Festa de San Juan. Um, if you're from up north, you obviously, especially if you're in Porto during the month of June when this happens, a fantastic uh, festival, feast, lots of drinking, sardinhas. It's an all-night party in the street. It's an amazing event. A humongous fireworks show takes place at night. Uh, this year, of course, going to be a little different as we know with COVID-19 but there was a controversy that just erupted over this past week now you should know that the schedule for the league was announced a month ago but in the past week some of the local leaders the mayors the municipalities started to express their concern about the Porto Derby Porto Boavista being played on the same night as the Fest of the San Juan there was even talk about looking into possibly rescheduling the match uh, Porto was disappointed. They don't understand why this was coming out now. And again, the schedule came out a month ago. Where was this? Benfica even kind of threw in a comment about what are the motives behind talking about rescheduling the match? Well, there was an emergency meeting called today, uh, today Friday, by the Liga. And when it was all said and done, they have decided that this match, this derby, will be going ahead and will be played uh, next Tuesday. Um, And as a result, it turned out to be a lot of nothing. Um, But there was controversy because had they rescheduled that match, let's say, to Monday, that meant Porto would have had one last day to prepare, and that would have been an issue with Porto fans. If they had pushed that match, let's say, to Wednesday, that meant that Porto would have had an extra day to prepare, and that would have upset a lot of Benfica fans. So at the end of the day, 
there is really no controversy. The schedule stays. And next Tuesday, um, we, of course, will have the Benfica and Porto both playing on the same night. Benfica will be hosting Santa Clara at home, while Porto, of course, will be hosting the Derby against Boa Vista. Uh, week 28 gets going this Sunday. We have, of course, the day off tomorrow. And again, it's almost like there's a Liga Nord match every day, which, again, terrific for us as we all get back to our normal lives. Um, so that's good to see. And next Tuesday, if you're looking to circle your calendar for when you're really going to be paying attention to the Liga Nord, that will be next Tuesday when both Porto and Benfica. And we'll see what happens these last seven matches. Uh, neither team has overall been playing very well. So we'll see what happens uh, with them down the uh, you know the final stretch. Um, wanted to get to one point about the Champions League again, um, with the Champions League coming uh, to Portugal with the final eight. Um, they asked the UEFA president about possibly having fans in the stands, and he did not give an answer to say that that's not something they're going to do right now. But they'll think about it, kind of leaving the door a little bit open to the possibility. Now, obviously, the Portuguese health authorities will have a big say in that. They're just not going to let fans into the stadium, especially since they're not doing it, of course, for Liga Nors matches. But I found it interesting that there could be a possibility because in hosting these final eight matches in Lisbon, um, there are going to be a lot of fans coming to Portugal, even if they're not going to be able to see the matches. But if you have an opportunity to let, and we're not talking about 60,000 fans, by the way, at a game, you're probably talking about maybe 5, 10 the most. That would bring in some tourism into Portugal, and tourism is a big industry in Portugal, especially since the economic issues going back to 2008, 2009. Portugal really, really, especially the big cities, has developed into more tourism than ever before. That would be a big boost for Lisbon. And then if these leftover around the 16 matches do go up to Porto, that would be a big boost to Porto. Uh, but right now, it does not appear as there will be any fans in matches. But if they do do it in August, and they do allow fans, and I think it's almost certain that when next season starts in Portugal, at the end of September, that's when I think they're going to start allowing some limited amount of fans into the stands. I, I don't think we're going to see 50,000, 60,000 fans in Luge, uh, forty or 50,000 in any other stadium in Portugal. I don't think that's going to happen for a very long time, not until they find a vaccine. Um, but the fact that we would even have some fans would be very nice. So watch out. Let's see if that happens with these Champions League matches. Because if that does, I'm pretty sure that they'll be doing that with the Liga Nage when the Liga resumes, um, you know, again in September or October. Folks, I hope this podcast comes to you and you are safe and sound with your families. Please wear a mask. Please stay safe. If you're like me, wear a mask and gloves. I do that all the time. Always bring extra gloves and extra masks with me when I go outside. Um, and stay safe. Enjoy the Liga Nage. And I'll talk to you next week. Ciao, everybody.